Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that thinks if Ten Hag wants to call out his own players, he should perhaps start with a guy who's just gone to Getafe. Uh, we're looking back at the 5-1 hammering of Fulham, a scoreline that doesn't quite tell the full story. To do so, the big guns are here, it's Asan and Lloyd. Good morning, Asan. How are you? I'm really good, Howard. I'm looking forward to this podcast. I'm feeling fresh and sprightly, and like I said, off air, I've done my running, done my swimming. Nice. I like to start the day early and, and feel energised, and I feel energised. That intro wasn't too on the nose for you, was it? <laughs> I like it. I wholly approve of uh, of any shots that get fired at that bald clown's uh, direction. Okay, well, I'm probably going to end with one as well, so... I know. <laughs> Stay I know. tuned. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the end of this podcast, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's only a, a, few, a few seconds, I'm afraid. I, I am considering dedicating a whole monologue to them because it'd be so fun to write <laughs> and I've not got a lot on this week so you know what I'm deciding right here right now I'm doing it so lovely uh, Lloyd good morning how are you morning <clears throat> yeah good very good got back yeah. to Manchester this weekend trains ran on a weekend when there were strikes I mean wow and the sun is out I mean what is going on right. turn of what it's sunny in Manchester it was very uh, sunny in Manchester. It's 80 degrees all week, Kaysen. Oh, yeah. my days. The, the, the oh summer days. has finally turned up in, in <laughs> September. Oh, I can't believe I've just heard that. <laughs> well, it had to happen eventually, didn't it? So, yeah, probably burnt my uh, forehead, so. Brilliant. <laughs> One hour in the garden. No trains for me this weekend, no, Lloyd, so you got very lucky, so. Had, oh, to, get, really had to get on something called a bus. don't know if you've heard of them. So. Oh, no. With the uh, rabble. Clammy it was, that's funny that way, <laughs> on, on a match day, yes, yeah, so never again. Right, should we talk football then? Yes. Mm. Yes. This is, honestly, I thought I'd be alone on this. Uh, I think I've just been in a weird mood all weekend, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> this might be one of the weirdest reviews we do, if that makes any sense. Cause I agree. A 5-1 win has left people feeling very conflicted and been quite divisive. So, Definitely. fair to say, plenty to talk about, yeah? <laughs> so, so we best crack on. Uh, the team, eh, Sam? Now, we we heard this a day early, didn't we? So we've done this section on the Friday show. <laughs> uh, that team that was leaked the day on the Friday was right, if, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, yeah, I, uh, I it, it's a fun team. When I saw it on paper, I had a feeling, you know, we'll, we'll, as we get into this podcast, we'll mm. get into what the potential flaws of that lineup were. But in the main, I was okay with it. I was more curious as to whether Grealish and Bernardo were injured or whether they'd been rotated or dropped or, or what the situation was. So, yeah. Grealish slacks. I've not read anything since the match, but I saw before the match uh, slight thigh strain. Hopefully, enough to get him out of England duty in a, a, a fortnight off. I don't know, but slight was the word, so shouldn't be an issue. But there was a clear reason. As I say, Bernardo Silva well, he has had a baby this week, so might have been. Was reason. it this week or? Well, I mean, this week. I say this week. In the last seven days, so last okay. last Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, was it not? I saw an Instagram post. Uh, could have been the reason, but obviously, City players get rotated, don't they? Uh, Cavadio 
was rotated out. Lloyd, your thoughts? I, I said Foden, Doku, just felt exciting to me in a team where we've mm. been a bit concerned about potential creativity issues after the transfer window shut. Yeah, I agree with Aysan, you know, really fun team, bit of sauce. Alvarez becoming the norm in kind of a central area, which is interesting and I'm sure will dominate the podcast. For now, maybe, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, other than that, outside of kind of those three, pretty much as expected, I do think Ake and Gvardio will um, kind of rotate around quite a lot this season. Um, but no, no, no complaints from me when it came to the team. Right, and yeah, there. So, uh, is it Palhinia? Probably pronounced, mispronounced it as usual. Fell through uh, the German transfer window shuts at 5pm. Everything's at a different time. Fell through, he did come back, but he wasn't in the squad. So, again, he's been their best player this season. He is their best player. It felt City could afford to change things around and give a, a debut to Doku. But let's cut to the chase, Asan. That first half... Wasn't that great, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a B minus. It's one of the weirdest 45 minutes uh, of, of since Pep's been here, really, I think. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that anybody played well. On the contrary, I can't remember... City giving away so many passes mm. before. Just really, whether they were difficult or they were simple passes, too many of the passes were given away. But actually, when I watched it back, the thing that struck me even more was a complete lack of control in central areas. It was almost as if in moments... It's like, if you think about City when they've... And we should caveat this conversation by saying new players, there's a, a system that's evolving. So it makes sense early in the season that you try things to see how they work or how they don't work. So mm. it's not really a, you know, it's not like a hard judgment. It's more a case of, well, what, what was reflected in that first 45? I think for me, what was reflected in that first 45 was some of the, the most difficult moments under Pep, it's felt as though... Going forward, we're not really... It's almost like it feels very Sabutio, like everybody's just in positions, yeah? Um, and then defensively, it feels like whenever the opposition counterattack, there's just gaps, and they just run into those gaps, and it feels quite... And the spaces feel really big everywhere. Um, so for me, there was a lot of that from a defensive point of view, and then from an attacking... So we start with Foden on the left and Doku yeah. on the right, yeah? So the, the, we start out with what I thought we'd start out with, which is Walker tucks in, and so it becomes a three of Walker, Diaz and Ake. Akanji steps into midfield, so you've got your two with Akanji and Rodri. You've got Kovacic and Alvarez in front of Akanji and Rodri, and then they make up that box. And then you've got Foden on the right and Doku on the left holding the width. The problem with that is that I I don't think Kovacic and Alvarez uh, playing in the pockets uh, in between the midfield and and uh, 
and 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 Haaland is that good. I don't think they're that creative. I think that, you know, they're both hardworking and they're both very willing. Um, I think Kovacic does his best work from a little bit deeper. I don't think that his best position is there. Uh, I think Alvarez, I mean, you see the almost like the all of the virtues of having Alvarez in the side and all of the drawbacks of having Alvarez in the, in the side in that game, in that I think that he's not a natural midfielder. So if you play Foden or Bernardo or Kevin De Bruyne or Ilke Gundogan or all the other players, the midfielders that have played that position in the last five or six years, those lads know when those lads know how to play smack bang in the middle of center midfield, right? So they mm. know when a game is building, when to drop and when to go and stand in the pockets. And I think that that's just, Alvarez is like a striker. So he's the opposite direction. Whereas for me, Gundo or Bernardo or even Phil will drop a little bit deeper when they need to and then step into step into the pockets. Um, Alvarez is the opposite. He's almost, when it's, for me, when it's the most Sabutio and the least effective, it's when it's, he's almost parallel with Haaland. And then from that position, he's trying to drop into to pockets to collect the ball. I think the opposition defenders find that a little bit easier to deal with. I think you need a player coming from a little bit deeper and also just from our, um, the way we play, I tweeted yesterday, it's the most unpep performance I've ever seen. And what all I meant by that was it, Pep likes loads of passes, right? You'll, you'll see whenever he's on the touchline, first 20 minutes of the game, he does that action with his left and his right arm where he's basically just saying, just pass it back and forth. That's, you know, death by a thousand cuts. That's Guardiola football. In the last particularly three or four years, for us, that's when we've been at our best. And... I don't think you can do, we couldn't, we were really struggling to do that in the first half. And I think part of it was just not having enough of those lads who understand in the position. Because if you play Phil in that position, I think it's totally different. I think that Phil very naturally can come and drop and make up that he can play that Kevin De Bruyne role where it's not a free role, but he can drop deep and he can, you know, pass the ball to Rodri and pass it to Kovacic and just take control of the game in a moment where it feels like the opposition have counter-attacked a little bit too many times. And so in the early stages, I think that was a problem. So then what happens very quickly is either Pep sees it in Barca and tells them, or they see it on the touchline, but it's like, this ain't working. So then what you do is you split them. So you move Doku to the left and you move Foden to the right. But when you move Foden to the right, you're not actually moving him to the right because you say to Kyle, right, Kyle, you go and stand on the right wing. Phil, you play as kind of like a false number 10. So you tuck into that into that half space there. And Kovacic, you take a step back. So you stand next to Rodri. And so when they make that slight shift, it improves. Like the overall play begins to improve and we begin to take a little more control of the game but yeah it, it just felt very experimental is the best way to describe that first half mm. Lloyd your thoughts if we're going to talk about how this match was divisive uh, as Asan's touched on Julian Alvarez has to be the perfect case study for that does he not uh, sloppiness sure 
in passing, absolutely some poor passing, but not alone in that respect. Ultimately, Phil Foden's only just now been trusted to play in the centre, and here's Julian Alvarez doing it, and of course he's not at the technical level. He's not a midfielder, really, is he? Let's be honest. If no. uh, Erling Haaland was out, out the team, look at Liverpool last season, he'll step up and fill in brilliantly. And his stats are brilliant. His stats are superb. I think it's 14 in 14 goals in 14 home starts. Mm. And he does dovetail with Erling Haaland pretty well a lot of the time. They can, you know, they can really work well together. But ultimately, it still feels like a make-do situation because of who's out in our situation. Because it's not really him, is it, to do this dropping deep? Because he doesn't have the Phil Foden, obviously. It's just a deep understanding of... Yeah, yeah, Bernardo Silva and David Silva before him and Kevin De Bruyne, just a deep, deep understanding of that role is what is always required for every role in a Pep Guardiola team and he doesn't quite suit it, does he? Which is not piling on him, it's just he's not quite, he's not, he's not really designed to do that, is he? He's not, but he's being played in that position, so I think it's very fair for fans to call it out if if he doesn't do a lot of what we need as a team in that position. So, look, he was by no means the the only kind of issue from a possession perspective in that first half. I mean, there was sloppiness all over the pitch. And, and you know, I think Rodri gave the ball away a lot more than he usually does. Kovacic certainly gave the ball away quite easily a few times. Uh, Doku naturally, obviously, gave the ball away a few times, looked a bit raw. Uh, but Alvarez was the worst of the bunch for me and there were quite a few um, moments where he got on the ball in the central area and he's he's just not doing that he doesn't have that same like scanning kind of thing where exactly, you're kind yeah, of cause... constantly looking you know all the best midfielders like Lampard was amazing at it Phil's good at it you know Iniesta, Xavi etc they're kind of very aware of where they are yeah, and so he's not that though is it? that's not what he is no, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not what he is, but mm. I still think even for his level, he gave the ball away quite a lot actually in the game. Um, and look, I've gone and so well. First thing to say is a lad called Alex underscore MCFC. Alex is with a four. Often writes about FPL. He's done a thread on Alvarez's performance from the game. Includes a bit of video. It's very good. I, I'm going to tweet. Out. I recommend people kind of. Go and look at it. It's an objective look at like what he did well and what he didn't do so well. Mm. But if you just look at the stats from the first half, so Fulham actually beat us on XG. So City was 0.68, Fulham 1.04. But I think the most interesting thing to look at is accurate passes for the whole team. So we were at 86%, which is the lowest of any half we've had in the Premier League this season. So what that tells you is what you saw with the high kind of backs up in, in the stats. Now in the second half, that goes all the way up to 92%. Um, and in terms of losing the ball, um, we lost the ball 45 times in the second half compared to 60 in the first half. So that that's certainly what it felt like in the stadium to me. Um, but it's kind of good to know that that is backed up. Um, and yeah, I think there's an element of Pep not being there, to be honest, for that. Um, I think there's more than an element, so that'll be my next uh, section, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that's part of it. But I do 
I did find people being very, very defensive of Alvarez a little bit weird because I I completely appreciate that he's going to give you something different, and he does. And look, he's there, Johnny on the spot for the goal. I thought second half he was much better as well. Like I just thought he first half he was the worst player on the pitch, I think, which is ironic because he scored. But it does mean we're going to play a bit more vertically, and that's fine. And in some games it's great, but I think we got away with it in the first half. And I think if Fulham had had you know better attackers, proper counter attackers, I do think City could have been more than one down potentially in that first half. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.